Today I want to talk about governance. Uh, the way I define governance, I know what governance means. Governance in the dictionary is the way that rules and norms and actions are structured and sustained, and regulated and funded and held accountable. So we know that's the job of governments in public life to do some governance. Uh, boards in corporate life and, and charity life to do some governance. But I kind of view the word governance just a little bit differently. To me, the ultimate governance is the trick of actually doing something, actually achieving something, actually running something for the greater good, actually sitting there and governing something. And I've been moved to talk about governance because we have failure after failure in this nation and overseas by the very people who are charged with doing the governing. Because in reality, for me, governance is not necessarily what governments do. Because, I don't know if you've noticed, politicians can't run a thing. They make some decisions, they plot some directions, but then they hand the job over to a workforce who are supposed to be professionals at getting stuff done. You know, the professionals at governing, at governance. For instance, when Phil Twyford in the last government said, oh, we're going to build 100,000 houses, he made that commitment an enormous blunder. He got it wrong, sure. But part of that blunder was the inability of the public servants in his charge of making any of it happening or convincing him that he'd made a big old mistake. The politicians determined uh, the amount of PPE to be purchased during the, you know, the COVID. They then handed the job over to the supposed professionals to get stuff ordered and distributed. They failed and then fudge that failure to the governing body. It's all in the Simpson Roach report that was sneaked out just before the holidays. Ample examples of that failure. Yes, failure of government, but yes, failure of governance by public servants. And I was reminded of all of this again over the weekend, the tragic story of the New Zealander in Japan with terminal brain cancer who just wanted to come home to die with his family but was refused permission in the same week that some wiggles got in. This initially was a decision of a civil servant. There's a person out there who sat there and went, no. Someone who brutally applied the criteria without engaging a brain or a heart. And, you know, as soon as the politicians heard of the case and how obvious it was to grant him permission, they reversed it. Uh, and they told those bureaucrats bad governance. With public servants like some of the ones we've got, politicians don't need enemies. It was the same when testing was not ramped up for COVID in Northland. Whose job was that? A politician? Was, you know, Hipkins supposed to come in and say, right, we need 25 people here and another 30 people there? No. The Ministry of Health and DHB people were supposed to go, hey, we're going to be testing in Northland. We need to get someone. Where was the flying squad of testers ready to swoop into a hotspot at a moment's notice? The people who are professionals at governance have had a year to figure this out. The failures in MIQ are failures at ground level. The people through the government ordered the public servants to design a quarantine system. It's full of holes, different sites, different systems, different governance, and no one on the ground using common sense. If you need a politician who have, oh, maybe a minor law degree or a philosophy degree or just the desire to do good, to tell you how to do your job, you have to ask why we have so-called experts in public policy and governance at all. Many people talk about holding our politicians to account. That's very important. But what we really need is the government and the media holding the front line and our public servants to account. Because time and time again, they're letting down the so-called team of five million.